here's a message from Ken Lavica. Sometimes you just need to face the inconvenient truth about one of your favorite teams. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Well, give me my dirt theme music, dude. Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Stone, I have one simple question for you. Do you have baseball fever? I kind of do. I kind of do. Playoff baseball is elite. You're, you're achy. You're seeking Advil. You're a bit sweaty. You're All trying the to above. get under the covers to break the fever. All the above. Baseball fever. Catch it. Uh, for the record, by the way, uh, I don't have a fever, but it feels like it uh, because I decided that it was time to get a flu shot. Your boy decided it was a flu shot yesterday because I had uh, the flu at Christmas last year, and it was really sucky. Zero out of ten. Would not approve. Uh, do not recommend. And uh, I feel like crap today because of the flu shot. Big, so, big Vax guy? Uh, well, flu shot, Yeah. Okay, COVID, sure, yeah. Sorry, sure. I don't want Aaron Rodgers to, to drop <laughs> a, a Mr. Pfizer on me. Uh, but uh, just so you know, people, this is my flu game. So if I struggle today, if you don't agree with me today, you're like, ah, that Lavica guy sucks. Just chalk just it up know, to the flu. Yeah, just know I'm sacrificing for you. I'm leaned up on stone like MJ on Pippen in the 98 NBA, 97 NBA Finals. Um, it's not that bad. I just... Uh, it's uncomfortable. All right. Uh, speaking of uncomfortable, how about the last 19 years for the Minnesota Twins, by the way? It has been 19 years. 18 playoff games. 0-18. 6,937 days since the Minnesota Twins won a playoff game. That, however, Stone ended yesterday, and this is how it sounded on TBS. There he goes. And there's a ground ball. Diving stop. Barcelona. And he flips to Duran. They win. 18 is enough. The Twins get a postseason win. And they lead the wild court series. One game to nothing. Minnesota three. The Blue Jays won. Game one of the American League wild card. It was 2004. The last time that the Minnesota Twins Won a playoff game. Again, in that span, 0-18. That is pathetic. That is reason to celebrate yesterday. But imagine baseball, which is a pretty difficult postseason to get into. You don't win a game. You have 18 chances to win a game in a 19-year span, and you didn't come through one time. And there were many division championships within that. And the Twins, it was swept, swept, one and done, swept, swept, one and done, swept. Through multiple playoff formats, still zero wins for the Minnesota Twins. That is, at its core, from a franchise legacy standpoint, downright embarrassing. I would argue that over the last 20 years, that's what the Minnesota Twins, and I, I can't imagine a lot of you paying a ton of attention to them down here, but through pockets of baseball fandom, the Minnesota Twins are known as the team that never wins in the postseason, and that finally ended yesterday. Oh, and 18 
in their last 18 postseason games until yesterday. Got to tell you, it's pretty impressive. But before that, embarrassing. (laughs) It's definitely embarrassing as well. You know, we talk about some of these stats and losing streaks, and when Scott Foster refs games, right, we bring up records. And oftentimes I'm the guy who's like, this doesn't affect players as much as you think it does, but I do. Except that he were 0 for the century until this past postseason. (laughs) I think in, in baseball, something like that does kind of weigh on you. There's so much downtime when you're sitting in the dugout. Right when you are when you've just batted and you have the entire lineup to go until you're up, like you hear the crowd, like these things definitely play into effect. I think more so in baseball than any other sport. Two thousand and four. Two thousand and four. Johan Santana was the number one starter for the Minnesota Twins the last time they had won a Major League Baseball playoff game until yesterday, and it's not as if they hadn't made the playoffs. Since 2004, that would be embarrassing in its own right. It's that they had regularly made the postseason the last 19 years and had not a single bit of happiness to show for it. That is a tough legacy to swallow. And it finally, that nightmare ended yesterday. Then there's what happened in Tampa, where the vaunted 99-win Tampa Bay Rays they got nicked. They got shut out by the spunky upstart Texas Rangers is heard on TBS. Holding low at first. Pretty well hit, but that should end the ball game. So there's the catch. And game one of this wild card series goes to the Texas Rangers. The real story from that, though, is not anything that happened in the game other than the fact, well, the Rays made 17 errors yesterday. I mean, they were an abomination. What truly is the embarrassing part of yesterday and legacy-defining for that franchise, in my opinion, is that the Tampa Bay Rays had the lowest playoff attendance, the lowest playoff attendance for a single game since 1919. We barely had the ability to use a telephone in 1919. We barely were enjoying the benefits of electricity in 1919. Not since the World Series of 1919, Reds and White Sox, was there a smaller crowd that took in a Major League Baseball playoff game than what showed up to Tropicana Field yesterday in St. Pete. 19,704. 19,704 was the attendance for 99 wins, spent a good portion of the season in first place, Tampa Bay Rays perennial contender. 19,704, the lowest attendance in a playoff game since 1919. That is embarrassing. That is the story of the Tampa Bay Rays. This is the same franchise that sat there and the fan base cried and cried and cried because the owner was threatening to move them, was threatening to split time with Montreal, was threatening to, hey, we can't get a stadium here, we're out. No, stay, 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 Rays. We do love you. There is passion here. We love you. Just two weeks ago, they got the go-ahead to build a new stadium in Tampa. 
And how do the fans repay the ownership for a 99-win team and the fact that they are contending for a World Series every single year? Game one, home game, 19,704. If you're a Rays fan, you should be a... Shamed. I don't care about Tuesday afternoon. I don't care about, oh, well, they need to show me that they're going to make a deep run. Uh-uh. Doesn't work like that. Not after you whined and complained and gnashed your teeth and did the entire political thing to get a stadium approved and, and held on to the pant leg of the owner so that it didn't move the team. Oh, no, Tampa is a baseball market. Tampa is a baseball market. You don't give a crap. Why should I? 19,704. Embarrassing, and that's going to have long-lasting implications. So let me give you the obligatory. Ken, Ken, it was Tuesday. 308 first pitch. The Minnesota Twins sold out yesterday at Target Field. They hadn't won a playoff game in 19 years. 0-18 their last 18. How is Tampa different from Minnesota? Did both teams get 48 hours notice? as far as what time slot they were going to have. The Rays have been locked in as hosting a wild card series for weeks now. The issue was not when the game was going to be. The issue was who the opponent was going to be. That was the only up-in-the-air instance that the Rays were waiting for and Rays fans were waiting for. Game one was always going to be in Tampa. That's pathetic. That is pathetic. 1919. 1919, there has not been a smaller crowd. 1919. That is, if you're scoring at home, 104 years of baseball. Thank you, I needed that. Not in 104 years had a team drawn less for the postseason than what we saw in the 1919 World Series between the Reds and White Sox. And you want to know why there was only 19,000 drawn in 1919? One, it was still World War One. And two, I'm pretty sure that Cincinnati's stadium held 19,000 fans. Oh, boy. There were about seven people in the upper deck yesterday at Tropicana Field. Well, in 1919, was the telecast black and white? There was no such thing, my friend. Yes. There was no such thing. Are you kidding me? It was just radio? It was radio. <laughs> just like baseball should be presented. So they didn't even need to mark it. The fans were just going to show up anyway. Did you just ask... What the 1919 World Series telecast was delivered on? What network it was on? I didn't ask that. I asked if the telecast itself was in black and white. I don't care who who casted it. Stone. TV didn't come until the 40s, late 40s, and didn't really hit regularly until the 50s. You're about four decades off. (laughs) They're just turning dials. Turning dials. Turning dials. Respect. Um, Both of those instances. Oh, for your last 18 in the postseason. 19 years, 18 tries without a playoff win until the Twins finally beat the Blue Jays yesterday. Drawing under 20,000, far and away the modern day, uh, the, the modern day example of attendance failure and support for a baseball franchise. Well done, Tampa Bay Rays fans. In your lifetime, what is your team's most embarrassing on-field, on-court, on-ice legacy? Because the Twins owe for their last 18 in the playoffs. That one is going to stick for a long, long, long time. And now they're finally out from under it. But that's going to be one that's always remembered. Just like the Bills losing four straight Super Bowls. The Twins losing 18 straight playoff games. That's an all-time legacy embarrassment. 
The Tampa Bay Rays, 99 wins, led the AL East for months this season, only drawing 19,000 fans. That reinforces everything everyone's always said about the Tampa Bay Rays franchise and that fan base and baseball and whether or not it can survive in Tampa. I mean, that's horrific. Oh, but can the Marlins? Well, first of all, we need to see the Marlins actually host a playoff game at Lone Depot Park. That's never happened. So we can't sit there and automatically say, oh, I can't, I can't Marlins. <laughs> no, uh, you don't know that. You, you, you don't know that. But don't use them as an example because they have the same conversations, Marlins fan base with the Rays fan base. There's no other fan base. They might not sell out, but they ain't drawing 19,000 with seven people in the upper deck for game one of a playoff series when your team won 99 times in the regular season. In your lifetime, what's your team's most embarrassing on-field, on-court, on-ice legacy moment? For me, Chicago White Sox fan, back-to-back years, fans running onto the field and attacking people on the field. Tom Gamboa, Kansas City Royals first baseman. That happened in 2002. And in 2003, White Sox fans running on the field and attacking first base umpire, Laz Diaz. That's pretty embarrassing legacy. Because now the White Sox are known as the team where the fans attack you. That's not good. It doesn't feel good. But also, speaking of the White Sox, a little more recent, what was the legacy moment from this year? The embarrassing on-field legacy moment from this year. Stone, I know you like to tease me with it, so you might as well give me the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Down goes Anderson! Down goes Anderson! Tim Anderson being knocked out in a baseball fight. That's an embarrassing on-field legacy moment. I don't want off-field stuff. I don't want Jerry Sandusky diddling kids in the Penn State showers. Like, let's avoid that and stick to on the field. Because that, that's inherent. Aaron Hernandez, murderer. Like, I get it. Like, that's shameful stuff. That's tragic stuff. Let's stick to on the field here, okay? And I talked with a lot of you. And I know there's a lot of you who follow a lot of teams that have more than enough embarrassing on-field legacy moments to pass around. In your lifetime, what is your team's most embarrassing on-field, on-court, on-ice legacy moment? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776, social media, at KLV1063. I mean, Dolphins fans, for me, all I have to do is go back to 2007, Cam Cameron. Turn your thumbs this direction, where he tossed out Cleo Lemon and John Beck as the starting quarterbacks for the Miami Dolphins. You couldn't even line those guys up. Nope. Cleo Lemon and John Beck in 2007 shared time at quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. That is embarrassing on-field legacy moment. Because the very next year, then, with the new coaching staff, the Dolphins went into training camp with almost as bad a quarterback competition. It included John Beck and then Josh McCown. Josh McCown was involved. Thank God Chad Pennington saved the day. Thanks to Brett Favre for being brought in. Thanks to Mike Tannenbaum for trading Chad Pennington to the Dolphins, or else it was going to be another world of hurt in 2008 for the Miami Dolphins. In your lifetime, what is your team's most embarrassing on-field, on-court, on-ice legacy? Uh, now, Stone, you don't, you're not a team's fan. You're an athlete's fan. So this might be a little bit different approach for you when it comes to embarrassing legacy moment. And everybody has like a misplay. 
Everybody commits an error. Everybody misses a shot. Yeah. Like Jimmy Butler missing a three to send the heat to the finals against the Celtics two years ago, game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. That's not embarrassing. That's just a missed shot. An embarrassing legacy moment is coming back from down three games to none to force a game seven on your home floor and getting blasted in game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. Embarrassing legacy moment like the Boston Celtics did this past year and the Heat going on to the finals. See the difference? I definitely do. Yeah. But for me, the word legacy helps in a spot like this. It's something that's always going to be remembered. It's yeah. something that's etched in the granite of time. And I think for for Boston fans, and I'll stay in Boston. I appreciate the the segue mm-hmm. to stay in TD Garden. And for me, I'll call myself a Boston Bruins fan. I will. I'm willing to do that with the amount well, of money that I. Yeah, I was going to say you invested heavily in the Boston Bruins this year because you're a degenerate. So you're not a Bruins fan, but your bank account relied heavily on the the Boston Bruins randomly. This year. And it boasted because of it. So so I'll push back on the degenerate stuff. For me, it was an investment with this okay. Bruins team. You invested in the Boston Bruins. You lead My the, apologies. the regular season in goals scored. In wins, right? Most franchise history, most the NHL has ever seen. It's record after record after record. In come the Florida Panthers. Yep. The 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 the, the Florida Panthers. And what did what did they take? What did they take? <clears throat> we'll get to that. Hmm. It's fine. It's all fine and dandy, right? You blow on, you hold a 3-1 lead. Yeah. You're minus 3,300 to win this series. Taking care of business. 3-1, easy. Yeah. Easy work. I said on Tampa Bay, hey, bring on whoever. Whoever, it really doesn't matter. And before the postseason had even started, you're talking about a team that was less than 4-1 to to Mm. win the Stanley Cup. So this was easy, easy cruising. Play work, man. All the bankroll that I had stacked up from the regular season, of oh, course, yeah. you know, you got to keep a percentage of that in the account. Oh, yeah. Because it's the postseason. Yeah, no doubt. Throwing it all over the place, plus money here. Oh, they lose a the game. Great. We'll get that right back. Well, here we are. It's 3-3 now. When we go back to TD Garden. Let's get this one over with. No, no, no. I don't even remember who scored the goal with 26 seconds left to force the OT in a spot like that. But I think legacy related in a spot like this for the Bruins to blow this, to blow up your entire not that not that you blew up your entire roster, but there are guys. There's no more Tyler Bertuzzi. Not that anybody even knows some of these guys' names, but they would have still been around had you had won the Stanley Cup. But the Florida Panthers in the year of South Florida, do you dirty? Just blow up the entire legacy. Nobody cares about the records. Nobody cares about the stats anymore. If you're a Bruins fan, you've been hiding in a bunker for the past three months. Like You don't want to speak to anybody. You can't be seen in the black and yellow. You're just hiding out. And I, I think I'm doing a little bit of that. So, so because this is a legacy moment slash embarrassing, I'm going Boston Bruins in that series against and, the Florida Panthers. And what did the Florida Panthers take from the Bruins? They took that ass. That's exactly Right. In your lifetime, what is your team's most embarrassing on-field, on-court, on-ice legacy moment? The Twins wrapped up an 0-of-18 streak of futility in the postseason that spanned 19 years and almost 7,000 days yesterday. The Miami Dolphins in 2007 trotted out John Beck and Cleo Lemon as their starting quarterbacks. Me, as a Chicago White Sox fan, in back-to-back years, I had fans run on the field and brutally attack a first-base coach and an umpire. And then Tim Anderson, the face of the franchise, got knocked out in a baseball fight, which never happens. Also, the Tampa Bay Rays drew 19,704 fans to a playoff game yesterday. A home playoff game, the lowest amount since 1919. Let me say that again. 
The lowest amount, not since 2019, but a whole century plus earlier, 1919. There were no televisions at that point, Stone. No TVs, and that was not even a figment of anybody's imagination. That was stuff from the future. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media is jammed at KLV1063. We'll get to plenty of those. You might be wondering to yourself, uh, where's Theo? Where's Theo Dorsey? Where's the third voice on his show? Well, after two days, two days of Lavica Theo, and Stone, two days of newly named Lavica Theo, and Stone, Theo is now on vacation through the end of the week. <laughs> so it's just Lavica and Stone we today. We find him. We should. We should. He is, now granted, he is uh, treating his fiance Ashley, to a birthday weekend, but it ain't the weekend yet. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. We might have to call them. I think we should. We're not letting him get off this easy. Last we've seen. I got a three-day birthday celebration. Who does that? <laughs> I hate that. Last we've seen at Theo Dorsey TV on Instagram, they're on a boat. So I'm, I'm, I am ready to ruin the boat day. No, I do think she's 30, so it's a benchmark birthday. But that said, when I was 30, I had one night where I black out drunk, and then after that, move on. That's it. You move on with your life. That's it. Just block off 10 hours. That's all right. you need. Right. You move straight to 31. And I'm sure on that birthday, I don't know if you can remember all the way back. It's been a while for you, but... It, if your birthday's on Wednesday, mm. you just celebrate it on Friday or Saturday. It's not like you you have to do anything during the week. That's what I do. My, typically, my birthday's on a weekday. All right. We'll go get food, and then on the Friday, Saturday, yeah, we'll, we can celebrate. This actually brings up a good question, because um, I don't do this. Do you take your birthday off from work? I don't do it. No. I don't do it. I'll say no to things, but I won't take my birthday off. Do you take your birthday off from work? And how long do you celebrate your birthday? Do you have a birthday week? Do you have a birthday month? Do you just have a birthday? I'm a birthday. No birth week, birthday. Birthday. I know some of you females out there take the whole damn month. For what? For what? You, you can't get that all in 48 hours? Nope. Uh, in your lifetime, what's your team's most embarrassing on-field, on-court, on-ice legacy? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And how long do you celebrate your birthday? 888-760-3776. Because we found out that Ashley, Theo's fiance, at least three days. At least three days. What do you mean? It's going to be five. You have Saturday and <laughs> uh, Sunday. Sure, you do have the weekend as well. That's a it's great five. point. That's right. It is five. It extends to five. Uh, let's go to Tom in Palm Beach Gardens. Yep. Tom in Palm Beach Gardens gets us going on the phones on ESPN 106.3. Hello, Tom. Hello, Ken. And it's pretty embarrassing when my favorite talk show host doesn't realize that the Rays don't play in Tampa. They play in St. Pete. St. Pete. I think I said St. <laughs> Pete once. He did. They're the Tampa Bay Rays. They are, and they're building the new stadium in St. Pete, and I know it takes forever to get from Tampa to St. Pete, but yes, yeah, listen, you can't bag on me, Tom. You can't bag on me for misspeaking when they drew under 20,000 to a playoff game. I care about as much as, as they do, apparently. Well, you also missed the fact that World War II, World War One, ended in 1918, but God there was a pandemic. Bless it. You're right. You're right. That was the 1919 uh, Spanish flu pandemic. Tom, exactly. touche, my friend. Touche. You're right. World War One ended in 1918. I have failed. You did. It's a bad day for Sam Levicka. <laughs> Thank you for ombudsmaning me. I needed that, uh, and I've been humbled. Stone, what are your recollections of World War One? Oh. Oof. 
Those were, uh, they weren't the days. I was going to say those were the days. They trench were- warfare. Trench warfare. That's where that came from. Trench warfare. Uh, mustard gas. Big issue in World is War World I. World War uh, Is that bayonet? No. No, that's not the we bayonet. We're not bayoneting. No. That's just, no. yeah, yeah, it's just bunkering down. It was, it was hunkering down. Maybe we had some grenades. I think that was the early inception of... Uh, the tanks? Of, of, uh, yeah, uh, primitive tanks, some some launchers, some rocket launchers, early, early, early stuff until we got to the heavy-duty stuff in World War II. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why that uh, question got thrown my way. I was yep. taking another call. Somebody, of course, threw the old Bill Buckner out there. Had Bill it. Buckner. That is a legacy moment, but again, that's a one that's one individual play. What I would say is the embarrassing legacy moment is 86 years without a championship. <laughs> right? Well done. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. 86 I, years without a championship or embarrassing legacy moment, your hero pitcher, Kurt Schilling, who helped break the streak, bloody sock and all, being a, uh, a blithering jackass and going out of his way to reveal Tim Wakefield's brain cancer diagnosis that he had no business telling the world. How about that? That's legacy embarrassment. I mean, there's definitely that. I do think you're moving in the uprights, though, talking about being bone dry for 86 years straight because you mentioned in the question moment, right? So Bill Buckner, that was a moment. 86 years? I mean, that's not a moment. It's, that's... A lifetime for a lot of people since they've last uh, celebrated in Chicago. Didn't I say St. Pete? Did I say in Tampa? He might have heard the first one. But I said St. Pete at one point, right? I, I can't recall. I don't want to go to bat for you. I'm not going to pick sides here. I do respect no, it's Tom Cullen in the and, show. And Tom is very right about the fact that I blew it on World War One. I. I mean, blew it. But it was the pandemic. That's kind of an embarrassing legacy moment for you. I know. I just had an embarrassing legacy moment. Did you know, by the way, they had it's the Spanish flu epidemic but, or the pandemic, the Spanish flu, but it, it didn't originate in Spain. It <laughs> likely originated in the United States. How about the parallels? You got the flu. We're talking about the Spanish flu yeah. back from the World War. I don't have the awesome. flu now. I had the flu last Christmas, which is why I got a flu shot yesterday. But then I feel like crap today because of the flu shot yesterday. Just to make sure that we've covered all our bases here. Uh, do you have something else you'd like to correct me on? Would you like to discuss World War One? Would you like to discuss embarrassing legacy moments? By the way, speaking of embarrassing legacy moments, Germany, World War One, and World War Two. In your lifetime, what is your team's most embarrassing on-field, on-court, on-ice legacy moment? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And on social media, at KLV1063. Also, how, how long do you celebrate your birthday? How long do you celebrate your birthday? Because, actually, Theo's fiance has a, a five-dayer coming up here. Five-day birthday celebration. Uh, I'm curious, do you take your birthday off? Stone, you're a non-take-off birthday, right? You work right through it? A total non-day-taker-offer. Yeah. Just go through it, and then you, you celebrate the birthday for a day, and you move on. That's it. I think it's different between men and women, though, too. I think it's different. I don't, I don't, I suppose, right? Well, like my seven-year-old daughter, she's already been, uh, she's already been indoctrinated with the birthday month. Though. Are you publicly stating that women are more needy than men? You're putting words in my mouth. I don't know. How dare you? That's how I translate it. I, I'm just making observations. Be a man. Say it with your no, chest. No, no, no. I'm just making observations. You said it's more of a women thing, that they, they need more days for their birthday. I mean, that's that's an observation. It is not a it's not a claim one way or another. It's an observation, a factual observation. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will doctor that audio, and I will get that out <laughs> there for everybody. Uh, let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and 
specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting BaptistHealth.net slash ortho. Also, too, I know I'm going to get from from the sprinkling of Rays fans in this area. Oh, Ken, you're a Heat fan. Oh, you can't talk about attendance. You can't talk about attendance. No, 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 no. There's a big difference between showing up in the second quarter and not showing up at all. Heat fans eventually get there. They just show up an hour late. Okay? And also, I don't want to hear, oh, they leave early because, yeah, I'm a big proponent of leaving early. Why get stuck in Miami traffic? Why? Why? If the game's in hand, get your ass in the car and get home. It's the American way. Okay? Um, a, lot, a lot to unpack here. In your lifetime, what's your team's most embarrassing on-field, on-court, on-ice legacy moment? For me, it's the, uh, the Twins, 0-18 in the postseason. 18 consecutive playoff losses. The Rays in St. Pete yesterday, drawing only 19,704. The Chicago White Sox back-to-back years having fans attack people on the field. Tim Anderson getting knocked out in a baseball fight. John Beck, Cleo Lemon, starting quarterbacks for the Dolphins in 2007. For Stone, he invested gambling-wise in the Boston Bruins all year long, and then they blow it in seven, up 3-1 to the eventual Eastern Conference champion, Florida Panthers. In your lifetime, your team's most embarrassing on-field, on-court, on-ice legacy moment, 888-760-3776. Go ahead and hit us up on social media, at KLV1063. We have a lot to do. Come back, won't you? He is Stone Labanowitz, Theo Dorsey. Well, he's out. I'm Ken Levicka. This is Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Outside of the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios here in downtown West Palm Beach. Very, very busy people. Very busy, busy, busy time for ESPN West Palm staff. So much time, in fact. So much busyness, so much productivity that they have time to text me about birthdays. Productivity at its finest. Marketing Director Courtney. Tina celebrates her birthday for a month. That math adds up there. Tina, just three minutes later, texts me separately. I don't celebrate for a month. Very productive, ladies. Very productive. Thanks for the contribution. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Tina celebrated for a month. Seems like it's in her DNA. It's her MO. Wouldn't be shocked. Hey, ladies, let's go square dancing. Let's go line dancing. The classic out of office email, the triple O. Oh, yeah, triple O. Oh, oh, oh. My birthday. Talk to you in April. Line dancing. Let's put on some boots <laughs> and drink some cocktails, ladies. Nice outfit. Do they hate uh, us in here? Who cares? Um, you asked in the break, by the way, uh, I wonder what the, the Tampa Bay media reaction is. Because they got to be going to bat for the boys. Uh, again, 19,704 at the Trop yesterday, game one. 99-win Tampa Bay Rays losing in shutout fashion to the Texas Rangers. 
19,704, lowest playoff attendance in baseball since 1919. 1919. Think about that. When, <laughs> when you're Major League Baseball and the first two numbers of the Rays' playoff attendance is the same as the first two numbers of the year and the second two numbers of the year in which is the last time it happened, that's not good. That's not going to make Rob Manfred happy, especially with a new stadium going up in St. Pete. Uh, Nick Wise is a host of WDAE, WDAE in Tampa uh, and St. Pete and surrounding areas. WDAE happens to be the, uh, the race flagship, I believe, as well. It is. Uh, he tweeted the following, and you may have heard this before with South Florida folks defending fan bases of the South Florida teams. This might sound familiar. This might strike something in your memory here, Stone. Nick Wise tweets, I've seen more tweets about attendance than the Rays game itself. The average dad isn't taking off of work. Moms aren't pulling kids from school to attend a 3 p.m. game. Many people live paycheck to paycheck. Stop criticizing the fan base. Major League Baseball and ABC are the real enemy here. So then someone tweeted at him, absolutely true, but it was also 3.30 Central Time in Minnesota at first pitch, and that was sold out. That's what I had argued, right? Nick replied to that, Minneapolis and Tampa Bay populations are about the same. The difference is 98% of their populations from there. And half the population here in Tampa Bay isn't from here. The Minnesota Twins taking all of this is a bad take. Huh, doesn't that sound familiar? Oh, everybody's from everywhere else. There's no organic homegrown fan base. It's weird. It's like I've used that before. I feel like I've used that as an excuse before. Here's my problem with that. Here is my problem with that. The Tampa Bay Rays largely have been exceptionally run and have been one of the most successful franchises in all of Major League Baseball for the last 15 years, okay? When you have a franchise that has established itself as a winner that long a time frame, you can no longer use the transplants 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 you can't use that as an excuse any longer that's why the heat it's annoying they show up late and they have a reputation whatever but they sell out all the time sell out all the time show up to the rafters playoff games okay i don't know about the marlins i don't know yeah the marlins they wouldn't have any more but the marlins also were sold out by a terrible owner Multiple times over. They won a championship. They fire sell that entire thing away. Then they have a couple more dopes come in and completely torch the franchise, sell off everybody, just deliver future MVPs to every other team in Major League Baseball and alienate the fan base. And oh yeah, steal their money as well to build a stadium under false pretenses. The Miami Marlins organization has had the worst ownership in baseball more than any other team over the course of its history and over the course of the last 25, 30 years. So I don't want to hear, but the Marlins, but the Marlins, because the Rays since 2008, follow along with me, Stone, since 2008, the Rays have made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight playoff appearances. They have won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seven playoff series, and they've won two American League pennants since 2008. The, the, the argument that, oh, oh, in Tampa, there's so many transplants. There's so many transplants. No, when you have a perennial winner, that argument goes away. It does. It's not like 
they're just recently winning. This has been for 15 years, okay? So Nick Wise at WDAE, that argument doesn't hold water. Minnesota selling out same time game one of their series against a a team that, by the way, was far and away the worst division winner in all of baseball this year compared to a 99-win Rays team that's a legitimate World Series contender. I don't think people would say the Twins are. And getting 19,000. It's not that they didn't sell out. It's that they had seven people in the upper deck. It was woeful. It was a terrible look on that franchise. So there's no argument that can sway me off of what happened with the Tampa Bay Rays and that fan base yesterday was incredibly embarrassing. And there's no other way to put it, and there's no excuse for it, so just stop trying. I get the Homer Sports Talk Radio angle in Tampa and in St. Pete, but guys, we've done the same thing down here. It doesn't excuse anything. If your fan base doesn't come out, doesn't support, and it's a long-term... The Tampa Bay Lightning, they've been winning for a long time. You know what they sell out? Their games. Uh, I mean, it's pretty clear. Everybody that everything everybody says about the Tampa Bay Rays fan base is true. Like that solidified it yesterday. Sorry, just take the L. Do you think the people of Tampa Bay and St. Pete got a little pissed off after yesterday? Called off of work today and are going to show up same time. First pitch, the Rio Eight today at the Trop. I doubt it's going to be much better, especially after they getting shut out yesterday. I don't know. I think employers, bosses, supervisors, they're letting their people go. Hey, get to the game tonight. We can't let that happen again. I feel like tonight will be different. It's just This didn't sneak up on anybody. I, 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 oh, ABC is the enemy. Hey, man, this is what happens. It's the baseball postseason. It, it, not selling out is not the issue. The Rays not selling out is not the issue. Plenty of teams have not sold out. The Dodgers for the last couple of years, in their early rounds, haven't sold out their opening games. Well, they have an excuse, right? Their fans are like, hey, we'll be in the next round. We can go check them out. No, but it's, it, I get the inconvenience of it. But when you're coming up, when you're coming up 9,000, 10,000, 11,000 people short, that's where you have a problem. Because, no, not even. I mean, it's more like 15,000 people short. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. There were like seven people in the upper deck. You could easily count how many people were in the upper deck yesterday. Just blue everywhere. In your lifetime, what's your team's most embarrassing on-field, on-court, on-ice legacy? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media. Uh, Johnny messages in. The Yankees blowing 3-0 lead to the Red Sox in 2004. We already mentioned Kurt Schilling and the bloody sock. Uh, the Dolphins with the Richie Incognito, Jonathan Martin bullying scandal. Uh, and then the Tom Brady tampering. Oh, yeah. And all of 2007. 1-15, in 15, Cam Cameron thumbs this direction. Uh, the Heat this year's offseason doesn't qualify, not on the floor. Uh, and the Gators, not knowing how to tackle every year I've been alive. Fair enough, Johnny. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Andrew says the Miami Dolphins, 2000 through 2020. That's a wide range of embarrassment there. Uh, James, Florida State, probably Willie Taggart's first game against Virginia Tech. Just cringingly awful. <laughs> Uh, Adam, the Dolphins, so many to choose from. Probably have to go with the Meadowlands Miracle. Monday night came against the Jets. Florida State, the entire Willie Taggart era. Another endorsement for uh, Coach Taggart. Uh, The Marlins, everything, not opening day 1992 and the 1997 and 2003 seasons. Just everything. Now, with the Marlins, I think it qualifies because it happened on the field. Them opening Marlins Park and bringing out a, in the deep throes of Parkinson's, Muhammad Ali rolling him out on a golf cart 
to stand at the mound and take photo ops with the insufferable Jeffrey Loria, the owner at the time, a man who is he was clearly dying in front of the world, and you bring him out. The opening game at Marlins Park for a photo op. And then the Marlins had the gall when Muhammad Ali did die to actually break the news before anybody, before anybody in the family on their scoreboard at Marlins Park. David Sampson made the call to break the news of Muhammad Ali's death before the news organizations got involved. So that's pretty, pretty embarrassing. I mean, bad for the legacy, right? Bad for the brand. That one definitely implies here. Chalk that one up. Uh, and then uh, we have Chris who says 15 and 67 heat was a dark time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. You, <sighs> win the, you win the NBA championship. You come back. You get swept in the first round by the Bulls. And then the next year you go 15 and 67 and the whole thing gets blown up. And that's when Pat decided to step away. And that's how Spo was ushered to the bench. So it ended up being for the better, but 15 and 67 was an abject embarrassment. In your lifetime, what's your team's most embarrassing on-field, on-court, on-ice legacy? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Aiden says 62-7, to Dan Marino's last game. The Jags bring on... Fiedler, who torches us in the second half. We sign him, and it leads to 20 years of misery. <sighs> Never been the same since then. But don't worry, two is here. Uh, let's go to Joe in Jupiter on uh, Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Hi, Joe. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Oh, great. Well, so before I get to my most embarrassing situation from one of my teams, I do have a baseball question for both of you. Sure. Okay, cool. I was watching the game uh, yesterday afternoon. By the way, go Rangers. Fantastic pitching performance by the memory. Today's a huge day if you're a Ranger fan. Mm-hmm. But um, I am wondering, uh, I haven't ever asked this question, but uh, I know y'all are Marlins fans, huge. Are most Marlins fans not Rays fans, or is it like Houston and Texas, back in Texas, or is it just a mixture of both? I, I was curious about that. Uh, so I'm not a Marlins fan. I'm a White Sox fan, but I think I can speak for Marlins fans when I say they don't give two solitary bleeps about the Rays. It right. is completely different. There is no crossover. There's no, hey, we like Florida baseball. It, it's just like any other fan base, any other sport, any other team. There's no there's no crossover there. And if anything, I think there's a, uh, for the hardcores, there's a disdain. Perfect. Just like Texas with the Astros and Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think that, but I think that. That's yeah. pretty much exactly the way it is. Yep. All right, obviously, you know where I'm going to go. I mean, I'm going to go to the 28 years or so of the playoff drought for the Cowboys since it's been since 1995, and they haven't even got out of the divisional round. They've barely even been to the playoffs. So that's, I know it's talked about every other day, but it's the question you ask. So as far as yeah. my teams, that is my most embarrassing stat that everybody knows about to this day. It's defining. It's, it's a defining part of the Cowboys' legacy. Yes, they're America's team, and yes, Jerry Jones spends the money, but they don't win a damn thing. You're exactly right, Joe. You're exactly, you're exactly right. By the way, what, what team would have, like, crossover fans? Like, I don't – what are we talking about? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I agree with you. But I, I, I did ask myself the question when I'm watching the uh, really, really good New York Giants football team on primetime the other day. Least watchable team in the NFL. New York slash New Jersey fans have it good. You get to go to a football game pretty much every weekend. So it's not necessarily crossover, but if you enjoy football and aren't much of a diehard, right, you don't bleed blue or you don't bleed green, 
Those fans are blessed. They just get to show up to 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 MetLife and, and enjoy both. Well, not that you enjoy both teams. I don't think there's I don't think there's a heavy percentage of casual football fan that just enjoys taking in both the Jets and the Giants. And trust me, as someone who grew up in that similar situation, but baseball in Chicago. Anybody who says, "Oh, I'm a White Sox fan, but I want Chicago to show out. I root for the Cubs when they're they're in the playoffs." You know what I say to that person? You're disgusting. You're disgusting. You're disgusting, and you're an embarrassment to everything fandom. Even- I I root against the Cubs. The Cubs, the way they played the last week. Missing the playoffs, that was the best part of my baseball year. It was. It, I, 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 I've said it before, and I'll reiterate it. The greatest sports moment of my life is the Chicago White Sox winning the World Series. A close second, a close second, is the Marlins beating the Cubs in the 2003 NLCS. And the Steve Bartman game in particular. Close second of the White Sox winning the World Series. Because I'm petty, and that's how it's supposed to work. There's no crossover fandom. Giants fans hate the Jets. Jets fans hate the Giants. Marlins fans hate the Rays. Rays fans hate the Marlins. Rangers fans hate the Astros. Astros fans hate the Rangers. That's just how it goes. There ain't no crossover. And if you're a crossover fan, oh, I'm a fan of these people, but I root for them because go New York. You're a loser fan. I'd imagine all the Californians are crossover people. No. Right, you check out the Kings, the Gold State, the, you go check out the, the Rams, it's whatever. The Dodgers and the Giants, like, they've had multiple instances of fans killing fans before games over the last couple of years. So no, that's not the case at all. It doesn't work like the that. The Warriors fans don't like the beam? No? No! Okay. In your lifetime, what is your team's most embarrassing on-field, on-court, on-ice legacy? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The Toy Story NFL broadcast on Sunday. I was into it, but I think they misgaged their audience. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Lavica. This is Lavica Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Jar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Uh, the Toy Story NFL broadcast got a little too real, in my opinion, on Sunday. We'll listen to that in a moment. Let me tell you about EDS. EDS is, yes, EDSairconditioning.com. Speaking of getting real, if that AC goes out, oh, that's real. And it's real hot. And it's real dangerous. And it's real awful. Insert word here. So insert this word. EDS is yes. Say it with me. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They have been doing it since 2006. They are family-owned and operated. They service Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. A lot of you snowbirds, you spent the time up north, and now it's time to come back south. That AC has been neglected. That AC has has been ignored. You might not have thought about it at all until you walked into your place down here, and then you realize, wait a minute, why does it feel a little humid in this house? How come the air's not kicking on? Well... You might need someone to come look at that AC unit, see what needs to be repaired, see if it needs to be fully replaced. What I would recommend is the gold plan with EDS, where they're coming by regularly. The EDS folks, they are friendly. They are great. They'll come in. They'll regularly check the AC. They'll make sure that everything is working properly so you don't have to go through the old bleep moment of, oh, God, I'm in big trouble. It's all about maintenance, man. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. EDSairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. Handling air quality needs. 
and plumbing as well. That's EDS, EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. Did you catch any of the Toy Story broadcast Sunday, Stone? I definitely did. What did you think of it? Um, Didn't hate it. Uh, I definitely think that it <clears throat> hit its mark. It accomplished what it set out to accomplish. And I love seeing everybody's videos, whether it was X, Twitter, Instagram of parents with their young children yeah. watching it and just eyes glued to the TV. So it definitely hit its mark. This is this is why I appreciate you, because you're always looking for what's good in the world. You, someone who's never even considered the prospect of having offspring of your own, yet you 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 find warmth in seeing families cuddled up at home watching early morning animated football on their television or their tablet. Bingo. I appreciate that about you. I appreciate you for saying that. Um, so... We, uh, we got my five- and seven-year-old in between uh, painting my toenails and dressing up and uh, uh, begging to go into the pool. Uh, we got them to sit down and watch a little bit of the Toy Story broadcast on Sunday, and they liked it. I mean, I thought it was cute as hell. I thought that the Toy Story broadcast was really, really fun and really well done. And was it rudimentary? Sure. Was it perfect? No. Was it super fun? Especially someone of a certain age, me, I was a kid when Toy Story was at its peak. Hell yeah. Give me Buzz Lightyear. Give me Woody. Give me the aliens from Pizza Planet. Slinky. All day. Slinky. Uh, I love the Slinky first down marker. How perfect is that? Genius. I mean, how perfect is that? Um, I'll take all that stuff. Uh, Mr. Potato Head, Mrs. Potato Head, the dinosaur. Uh, the piggy bank? Ham? I feel like we should know the dinosaur's name. Dino? Is it Rex? Oh, it is Rex. You're right, it is Rex. Yeah. Well done. Give me all these guys and ladies. I'm into it. I thought it was really well done and it was super fun. And I love the fact that the plays were exactly how the the, the plays ended up on the field actually in London. Almost scary It was great. It was great. And so I liked it a lot. But then there was a moment Sunday where I thought that maybe we got outside the, the realm of childhood, if you will. Now, this show, we teeter that line an awful lot, but we don't pretend to cater to kids. This is very much, a, if you're a parent and you let your kids listen to this radio show midday, generally this is for adults. We're saying, hey, if you're 18 to 65, 70, this is for you. We're not saying, hey, 10-year-old, let's talk baseball cards and gum. Like, no, we're not doing that. But if you're a parent, and you want your kids listening to us, because, again, we can get a little innuendo-ish, do that thing. We're very immature. We're immature men, and I'm unapologetically who I am. Um, But this, even for me, was crossing the line a little bit. Um, uh, Booger Booger was on the, uh, the, uh, the Toy Story broadcast, and Booger is making references to, uh, to hard drugs. Football is already a difficult sport. Wow. It's even getting more difficult with aliens and saucers flying around, Drew. I wonder if Aaron Rodgers is seeing these UFOs. Wouldn't be the first time. He's still on the ayahuasca. What are we doing here? It's bad enough that the play-by-play guy, who I believe was Drew Carter, is, is leading in with a cheeky joke about Aaron Rodgers, and drug use. There's UFOs flying over the field in this sequence, in case you couldn't gather. And so Drew Carter kind of leans in with a, (laughs) Aaron Rodgers, but doesn't outright say, on drugs. 
Wouldn't be the first time, right? Wouldn't be the first time. That's what he's insinuating at. We're not dumb. We know what he's poking at. But then Booger just flat out goes right there and names the hard drug. I would be like, oh, man, I wonder what they're cooking out there. I wonder what they're cooking out there. And Booger goes, ha meth. This is for kids, man. This is for kids. My kids don't know what ayahuasca is. Then if they're saying, papa, papa, what's this ayahuasca? What do I tell them? What do I tell them? Oh, don't worry, honey. When you're older, you'll have the desire to go to uh, Peru and sit in a forest and ingest hard drugs and vomit and diarrhea all over the place. And then you'll see crazy colors and people that in your past have perished. It's normal. Don't worry about it. What am I supposed to say to my kids? It's what happens when you eat a lot of chocolate ice cream. Pull the Adam Sandler from Grown Ups. But I will say. Uh, yeah, ayahuasca, chocolate ice cream overdose, similar. Yeah. You're going to be a good dad someday. I, I know I am, okay? I don't even want to say thank you. When a little pebble comes. But, but seriously, though, when you're watching Toy Story, when you're watching SpongeBob, they do often throw in the Easter eggs for the parents, but right? But not ayahuasca, not hard drugs, not organic hallucinogens. Yeah, but at the same time, like, there are, like, sexual induendos in SpongeBob, and it is for the parents. When you're sitting next to your kid, obviously right over their head, and it gets a cackle out of you, I like this one. This one was Booger McFarlane looking out for you, looking out for every no. parent sitting there with their kids watching. The reason that it's innuendo, which you see in some Disney movies, and you see in, in uh, what you mentioned, SpongeBob, and some of these cartoons, the reason it's innuendo is because kids are watching it. So it's not like they can say, hey, hey Patrick, you banging? <laughs> like, it's innuendo for a reason, okay? <laughs> so then Booger just completely bulldozed his way through that that fourth wall and said, hey, kids, ayahuasca. <laughs> that's not how that's supposed to work. You understand what I'm saying, right? Of course I do. I just don't think any kids are hearing that and saying, hey, what was that word that he right. just said? Well, then when Addie and Leah, my daughters, come up to me and like, hey, remember when... Uh, when uh, that, that, that adult man was talking about... That booger guy? Ayahuasca on Sunday? Um, what's that, Papa? Sending them straight to Booger's inbox. They're more so worried about if this guy's name is actually Booger and laughing at Booger than they are that some random hallucinogenic hard drug was dropped on their Toy Somebody, Story broadcast. Somebody, when Booger was given the opportunity to do the Toy Story broadcast, someone needed to give him the memo, hey man, <laughs> don't mention any names of illicit hard drugs. That's it. Should have been in the fine Don't print. swear. And don't mention illicit hard drugs. And he couldn't even check the box of the illicit hard drugs. Booger, grow up. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. This is Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3.